Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I am your host, Vince Parker, and I'm so excited that you are with us today. And as always, my co-host, the man, the legend, the awesome one, Mr. James Meehan. James, how you doing? Vince, I'm doing fantastic. Excited to be back on the Switch Leader Podcast with the host with the most, Mr. Vince Parker. James, well, thank you. You're too kind, sir. So (laughs) we actually had to record this podcast in advance because probably the day this goes out, you're probably at home with little quattro. So as you're re-listening to this, James, hey, congratulations on parenthood and enjoying 18 years of not sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> hey man, I'm excited. It's uh, it's gonna be a change of pace. It'll keep me on my toes. Uh, but you know that's that's good. That's life. I right, listen. I love James Meehan, the single guy. I love James Meehan, the husband. I can't wait to meet James Meehan, the dad. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. My plan is to be the dopest dad in history. Okay, what qualities go into being a dope dad? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea. I just felt like I needed to say something dramatic. And those are the words that chose to come out of my mouth. It is very unlikely that I will ever be considered by anyone the dopest. I, uh, yeah, that's that's not really me. Okay, you don't know. We might get you a T-shirt that says that James Meehan <laughs> on the front, dopest dad on the back. Come you on, yes. Those, those T-shirts coming to a, I don't know, Instagram account soon. <laughs> Well, James, we're here talking about our February content. Yep. And so, and you're in charge of content, and you never let me make title changes. So Come on. This one is called Habits of Holiness. Yes, sir. And I wanted to call it Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. And you <laughs> said no, which is, was probably a good thing because that's part of the topics, am I correct, but not exactly what we're talking about. So I'll let you be the one to explain to people because I might get me fired. So (laughs) yeah. So in February, we're going to be kicking off our series titled the habits of holiness. And throughout these four weeks, we're going to be wrestling with the big question. How do we live with sexual integrity, both in real life and online? How do we live with sexual integrity, both in real life and online because what we know is that as human beings and especially for our students the loudest voices always influence our choices and the unfortunate truth is that when it comes to all things sex sexuality and relationships there are a lot of bad ideas that are being shouted at our teenagers by the culture whether it's the songs that they hear, the shows they watch, or the people they follow on social media, they're being bombarded by one bad idea after another. And it's led to so many people in our world today in pursuit of sexual freedom and fulfillment and empowerment, ending up in a place where what they're experiencing isn't freedom or fulfillment or empowerment. It's more often shame, regret, hurt, and bitterness. And so what we want to do is come alongside our students and provide them with a better way to think about relationships, to think about sex and sexuality, both in real life and online. And the way that we want to provide them with is the way of Jesus. Because what we want them to understand is that for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we have been called to live as holy people, 
to represent our holy God. What does holy mean? It just means to be different, to be set apart, to stand out. And from the beginning of Christianity, uh, the entire time as Christians, we have had a very unique and a very distinct way of living and operating when it comes to sex, sexuality, and relationships because we serve a very unique and a very distinct God. And so during this series, we're going to root pretty much the entire four weeks on this passage of scripture from First Peter. It's in chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, where Peter, writing to the early church, tells them this. He says that you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Man, I love that. I think that is so awesome. So let me ask you, let me ask you this, because it sounds like this series isn't hey, what we're against. But it sounds like this series is all about what we're for. What we are for is God's holiness. Absolutely. So how can I, as a leader, make sure that I'm leaning into what we're for and what we're about versus just preaching what we're against and feeling like I'm just, uh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, but I'm actually helping them understand God's holiness. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think one of the biggest things that you can do as a leader is just understand that for us as Christians, the reason why our behaviors and our attitudes and our opinions and our thinking are so different from the rest of the world when it comes to sex and sexuality is because we understand that because of our identity as holy people and because of our calling to represent our holy God, the way we live has to be different. And in a culture that is obsessed with the idea that real fulfillment in life comes from being in a sexually satisfying relationship, what we have been asked by our God to do is to show them that real fulfillment doesn't come from being in a sexually satisfying relationship, but real fulfillment comes from being in a relationship with the creator of heaven and earth. Like literally, the entire Christian faith is built on a dude who was single and celibate, <laughs> right? And so the world, the culture is going to try to tell our young people that, hey, like if you're not having great sex, then your life isn't meaningful, that it doesn't matter, that you're going to feel empty. But Jesus showed us as a single celibate dude that real fulfillment, real joy, real peace, real contentment comes from following the voice of God wherever it leads you. Man, that's awesome. But let's just be honest. This kid might might be controversial in terms of, hey, I have a hard time talking about this topic to even my spouse. How can I talk to it around a bunch of teenagers, James? Kind of help us understand and give us some thoughts. How can we not make it seem more complicated or more difficult than it really is? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, here's the thing. When it comes to this series, we are very intentionally building the vast majority of everything we're going to say around our identity and our calling as holy people. Because what we know is that when it comes to switch, we have students in sixth grade all the way through 12th grade who are in totally different seasons of life that have been exposed to different things and who have 
whose parents have different preferences on how this topic will be approached. And so as a ministry, we're committed to not opening doors unnecessarily for our students that their parents aren't yet comfortable being opened. And so that's why we're being really strategic to build the vast majority of our content around the idea of our identity as holy people and our calling to live holy lives. And so we will absolutely be applying those concepts to how we behave in real life and online and what it looks like for us to live with sexual integrity in all of those spaces. But know that you as a switch leader, you are not expected to open any doors that don't need to be opened. You're not expected to start talking about things that maybe you probably shouldn't be talking about in that context. Now, you will need to be prepared for whatever your students bring up because the reality is that there might be things that they bring up that isn't exactly what we talked about. Or you know, maybe we talk about a couple of things in the message and your students have 17 other questions. And so you will absolutely need to be prepared for those, but trust me, you will not be alone. We will be providing to you resources. You should have already gotten those from your youth pastor. If not, as soon as you show up to switch, make sure you connect with either your coach or your youth pastor so that they can equip you with some of those resources. Because here's the deal. We don't want to walk through these conversations carelessly. We want to make sure that we're navigating these conversations responsibly in order to honor that student in wherever they are in their journey and also to honor their parents. And so one of the most important things you can do as a switch leader is to connect with the parents of the kids in your small group before you start having the conversation in small group to make sure you know what is it that your parents are, the, the, the parents of your students are and are not comfortable with you all talking about in that group. Because there are some conversations that are absolutely appropriate for the small group setting, but there are other conversations that are not appropriate for the small group setting. And we've got to be able to have the wisdom and discernment to identify what those are and figure out, okay, if that conversation comes up, how am I going to pivot, change direction, and maybe revisit that later with the youth pastor or with the parents alongside in that conversation? And so what I would say is, know that you are going to be resourced. And hopefully you've already checked whatever communication from your youth pastor this week. You've seen what the resources are. You know what that looks like. And so you're ready for this. And you've had a conversation with the parents of the students in your small group to just make sure they feel comfortable and they feel confident in what's going to happen at Switch um, this, this week. And so that's what I would say there is make sure you've checked out the resources, make sure you've connected with those parents. And then finally, as you're navigating these conversations, there are going to be some specific topics that get brought up. And in that moment, please, please, please choose to say, you know what, this is a really important conversation and I want to make sure that we have it in the best way possible. So let's talk about that later after switch group. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to invite the youth pastor to be a part of that conversation because I think they'll be able to help us navigate it in the best way possible. Mm, I love that, James. In other words, here's the deal. Keep it simple. Keep it right where God wants it. And I think you'll be okay. What do you think, James? Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Now, here, here, here's the deal. Can you kind of break down the, the monthly topics? Can you kind of just give us a quick overview, a quick snapshot of the, the weeks that are coming up? This is a four-week series. Is that correct? Yep, absolutely. So we'll be spending four weeks talking about the habits of holiness, wrestling with the question, how do we live with sexual integrity both in real life and online? And for week number one, we're going to start 
with the topic of remembering who you are, remembering who you are, because what we've seen over and over again is true for people is that when you know who you are, you will know what to do. And before we start talking about how we're meant to live, we've got to first understand who we've been called to be. And so to kick off week one, we're going to equip our students with practical ways and habits that they can implement to be reminded of their identity as holy people called to represent a holy God. Then in week number two, the habit is choosing obedience, choosing obedience. And this will be very similar content to what uh, Pastor Craig has been preaching through on the weekend at Life Church in the series, The Greater Reward, where we want to equip our students with practical ways that they can choose what matters most over what matters now. So instead of waiting to make the choice when they're already tempted or when they've already clicked on that link to that website that they know that they shouldn't go to because of all the things that are on that website, we want to help them put boundaries in place that will help them stay focused on what God has for them instead of being ruled by their desires and their temptations. Then in week number three, we're going to equip our students with a habit to help them practice repentance. Because what is so, so real is that all of us have fallen short of God's standard. All of us do things that hurt ourselves, others, and our relationship with God. And unfortunately, for so many of us, when we've done that, our initial gut reaction is to run from God, to hide our sin. And in so doing, instead of actually being in a posture to receive the grace that God is offering us, we just keep running and running and running from it to the point where shame ends up taking over. And we want to help our students be equipped with the reality and the truth and the practice of receiving and opening themselves up to God's grace. And so we're going to look at some truth from Scripture about what repentance really is and how we can make it a habit so that instead of being ruled by our shame, we are choosing to receive God's grace. And then finally, we're going to close the series out by equipping our students with the idea that in order to really live as the kind of person that can represent our holy God, we have to be able to give grace to others, to give grace to others. Because one of the most holy things that we can do as followers of Jesus is to show the same grace to others that he has shown to us. And now as I walked through all of those different weeks, what you'll notice is they're not going to be super specific about what to do and what not to do when it comes to sex and dating and sexuality. But throughout this series, we're going to be really focusing on the key principles and the key ideas that are going to help our students know who they are and to live the life that they've been called to live. Man, I, I just love that. I just, I mean, I just think what you've done is you said, hey, the world has tried to overcomplicate what God made and what God created. And you've just taken it back to simply saying, hey, it's about God. It's about your relationship with God. And we're going to go from there because that's the overflow of all that you do. So I think that's amazing, James. I thank you so much for that. Anything that you want to add? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, what I would just add is a reminder of as a small group leader, as you're navigating these conversations, always remember that one of the most important things you can do is partner with parents because the most important influence in a kid's life is their parent. And especially with the series that we're stepping into, 
man, it's going to be so, so important for you to be in constant conversation with those parents because the reality is the conversations that start at Switch and in small group probably won't end there. And you get to be a resource and a guide for those parents as they're navigating some of these conversations that will hopefully not stop at Switch and that those students will be willing to talk to their parents about. So remember to always partner with parents. And then secondly, know that you do not have to have every conversation. Also, you should not have every conversation. Bring people into the conversation with you, whether that's the youth pastor, whether that's your switch coach or the parents, because what we want to make sure that we're doing is that we are navigating these conversations wisely. And because there are so many different opinions and ideas and emotions wrapped up in conversations around sex and sexuality, make sure to bring your youth pastor into the conversation. Let your coach know about some of those topics. And on that list of resources and in the communication that you've already gotten from your youth pastor, you'll know what those topics are. So make sure you look back over that before you step into switch groups so that you're prepared and how to respond to whatever might get brought up during that small group time. Awesome. Well, James, again, thank you so much for all the hard work and dedication you're going to finding resources, writing these messages, and, and, and keeping us in line with what God has called us to do. And thank you to Switch Leader, because we know that, man, there is nothing more special than someone who pours into the lives of teenagers. We thank you for your dedication. We thank you for the way that you love these students. We thank you for the way that you continue to grow in your own personal faith. And we thank you for listening to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Tomorrow.